Um, I'm Stephen Helko Sheehan. Um, I've lived in Marshville for the past 20 years. I'm a partner in a CPA firm in Norwell, LMHSBC. Uh, the uh, rib cook-off is something I thought of uh, while we're on a mission trip in Mississippi. Um, and it is, it's been a, um, a journey, and it's been a, a fun journey. And so that's, that's where I am, and what I, you know, I'll get into more of that later on as to what I do and the rest of it. I'm Robert Chalman. I've lived on the South Shore for most of my life, 25 years here in Marshfield. I met Stephen largely through church, and um, not soon after you meet Stephen, you get asked to get involved in a rib cook-off. So, as he likes to say, from Hotel California, you can check out, but you can never leave, and that's where we are now. So what's your roles in the organization? Uh, my title is Vice President, um, but we are... 10 really strong, uh, it's a really great group. And I'm sure everybody feels strong about the group that they work with, but we have a terrific group and I think we work really well and support one another. So we each have our individual roles. I think Stephen and I are kind of co-event coordinators, um, but we assist one another and we work and do whatever needs to be done when it comes up kind of thing. So titles may be a little bit misleading. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm officially the president uh, I was voted that, not really given much choice. Like, you're in charge, go. Um, but as Robert said, we, we, we do whatever it needs to be done. I think in the early years, I was emptying trash. I was running ice. It didn't matter. Uh, that really hasn't changed much. I don't empty trash a lot, but if it has to be done, that's, that's what we do because I will echo Robert's sentiments. The uh, organization that we have and the people that are involved in it, are, right. they're a lot of fun. They're very passionate about what we do, and, and I think that's what makes it work. So... What is the community rib cook-off for those who don't know? What's what's the history behind it? The it's this is our we're going into our 14th year. Um, it is an event that is for the most part uh, amateur backyard, you know, barbecue guys. Um, there are a couple of uh, we actually had a restaurant in last year. We've had some people who've been caterers in the past. Uh, the, the true amateurs like the fact that they're involved in it because if they beat them or they win, uh, they have some props over uh, somebody who's a caterer or a restaurant. The Rip Cook-Off is a one-day event. It's held the second Saturday of September. Um, this, the past two years, we've been at the Marshall Fairgrounds. We had uh, probably close to 2,000 people attend last year. Um, the teams, are we provide the ribs. We pick up the ribs from Mutual Beach with Boston the day before. The teams are allowed to brine them or rub them the night before. They have to maintain um, health and food safety throughout the entire course between taking it home Friday night and all day Saturday. We stay on top of that. Um, they show up at, as, as do we, um, at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, or 5.15 Saturday morning, get things rolling. Um, and they, they get their grill set up, and they get their smokers set up. The trash talking begins immediately, um, and it gets pretty hot and heavy at times. All in good fun. They compete strictly for, for trophies. Um, they get the trophies and bragging rights. They get to be up on stage when we announce the winner. Um, they're obviously their names and their pictures are on the website. Um, but the you know the event raises a good a good amount of money. Last year we netted around thirty thousand dollars, which all went back to the community. So how did it start? Like, what was the reason for starting this? I was on a mission trip down to uh, Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, our adult mission from North Community Church had chosen to go down there. Um, I was the leader of that, and still am the leader of the adult mission group. We were at a place called the Shed, and if you're in Mississippi in the Biloxi area, and you want you want really good barbecue, you go to the Shed. We were told that. So we were there one night, and I was trying to figure out a way, all right, we do these mission trips, and we, I've always thought that there should not be, should not be a barrier to people doing missions. So 
we always try to raise money so that people didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. I was trying to think of a way, how can we do that? And I said, well, we can do a rib cook-off, and everyone kind of laughed. That was in May. September, we had our first rib cook-off. Um, so from there, it's, it's just rolled on, and it's grown, and it's involved, and, um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So what's the mission? Well, I think the mission is to help our community, um, primarily through fundraising and raising awareness of needs that exist in the community and, and to highlight the organizations that are trying to meet those needs. So I would say that's, that's our goal. I mean, there's a lot of elements uh, within that that we try to employ, whether it's using local business or local entertainment. It, it's a community event, and we take that very seriously. So you guys kind of touched this, but how has it evolved over the years? Uh, the first year we had uh, probably six or eight teams, maybe 150 people attend. I don't even think it was that many. May, may not have been that many. that many. We made money because I didn't take back all my expenses, right. and I was very proud of that. Look, we made money. Um, <laughs> it evolved. That we, we, we grew it, and that was held at, at North Community Church in the, on the parish house lawn and in the parking lot. Uh, we were there for probably four or five years, and the event did start to grow. We got to the point where we had outgrown the space. Parking was an issue. We were becoming a little bit of a bother in the neighborhood that day. Um, so we decided we needed to go someplace else. The VFW on Route 3A was where we ended up. Um, from that point, uh, it grew continually every year. The, the number of people that showed up, the amount of money that we raised, the number of teams that were involved, volunteers, it all continued to grow. Um, we got to a point where um, after Hurricane Dorian, we decided we were going to have it that day anyway. We're, we're a rain and shine event. We weathered, literally weathered that morning because it was raining and it was windy. Uh, Noontime, the, the, you know, the sun came out. Uh, we had our biggest day ever, and we all kind of looked at each other and said, we need a bigger boat. So we moved to the fairgrounds. Um, first year at the fairgrounds was COVID. We still held it through COVID. Last year was our first full year at the fairgrounds. We blew by our expectations within the first two hours that we were, we were going. Um, and we, we uh, made our list of things we need to improve on. And we are uh, working on that. We started working on it within weeks after the event ended. So you guys have been doing this for 14 years, so it, it, it means a lot to you. Why, why are you still involved? Why is this thing so special to you? There's a lot of reasons why it's special. Uh, I, I, again, I think the group of people that we work with are really dedicated and focused and clear-eyed about what our goals are. and It's fun to be part of something like that. But I think it's when you can see the immediate benefit of the labor that you put in and the money that you raise and the community that you're supporting, it's, it's just very rewarding on that level for me. Yeah, I, I think um, it's special to me for a lot of reasons. A, it, it has really um, grown out of Marshfield. Uh, it, was, it was something that started here. Um, it is a true reflection of the community and the fact that I, I feel as though Marshfield, when people are in need, people step up, they help out. Um, and I think that's really what has helped us grow this event is people have become very invested in it. It has grown well beyond that now. We have teams. Uh, we had a team come in. In the, in the beginning, we had a team come in from Hopkinton, but we had teams from the North Shore this year. Uh, but we have some teams from Hanover and Situate and Hull, uh, Cohasset. So it, it's, its footprint is getting bigger. Uh, but it's really special to me, A, because I started it, uh, but B, because it is such a community event. And, and it, um, like I said, it truly reflects Marshall. We were talking about this, I think, when we met a week or so ago, but what are the biggest needs of the organization right now? <laughs> I would say, I mean, the, the biggest need is always going to be money. Yeah. Um, I think sponsors, um, that is, is probably um, 
from a, just a pure need standpoint, what we need. I think with, uh, through Stephen's guidance and experience, I've only been with the organization for five years, mm -hmm. but I think we know what we're doing, um, and I think that, that the organizational part of it, we, we have pretty much well in hand. We learn every time. We learned a lot from this last event. Uh, not that we do things perfectly, for sure. But um, I think it will always just come down to we need as many sponsors as we can get that can help us in, in the ways that, that warrant and usually involve money. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd add to that that obviously volunteers are another big part of that. And as this event has grown, we've needed more and more and we'll continue to need more and more volunteers. So we'll continue to reach out to the community in different ways. So that's, I would say that would be the second biggest need that we have. We have more space than we, well, we hope we have more space than we'll ever need, but right. we'll see. So tell me about the organizations that have benefited. Um, I'll, I'll take care of the, the food pantry and the, and the adult martial uh, facts, and you can take care of McKinney. Okay, and, fine. And That's fair. Okay. <laughs> so we have one of the biggest benefactors and one of the earlier benefactors, earliest benefactors was the adult mission from uh, North Community Church and the youth mission as well. Um, in the beginning, that was how we fundraised. That's how we allowed both of those groups to be able to go do what they want to do in the summer. Um, we've been going down in Mississippi since the year after Katrina. Um, and we will continue to go down there. There is still a great need down there. Mm -hmm. um, that was the, the driving force behind that. And then when we started to make more money, it got to the point where we need to spread it around. The food pantry was our next thought. Um, and the food pantry really fits into what we do and you know what our mission truly is with the rib cook-off, food insecurity, um, people who are down on their luck or have had something happen to them beyond their control, um, and just a way to help them get through that. I think that's so important, um, so, and, and the fact that the food pantry now is a really nice facility, you know, it takes away some of that stigma. And people should they should feel that way. They should have that ability to feel like they're they're a whole full person, and we we can help them out. Um, and I think the food pantry does a really good job of that. And that was one of the reasons why we picked the food pantry. Um, McKinney Vento uh, Foster Care, which um, is an organization that's uh, tied through the schools to. Um, basically help young people who are living in what might be regarded as a state of homelessness. So mm -hmm. they provide services on a variety of levels, but particularly getting children enrolled in school and helping them mm -hmm. in whatever way they can to succeed. Um, and then uh, Marshville Facts is a community coalition that, that uh, addresses and is dedicated to substance, uh, substance abuse prevention. Um, again, something that every community deals with. But I think, I don't think a lot of people in our community would know that there is food insecurity and that there are children who are living in, again, homelessness can be anything from couch surfing, ba basically just not a stable environment um, and how important it is for them to go to school to be involved in different activities that everybody else is involved in. So McKinney-Vento, quite frankly, I wasn't even that much aware of until we were approached and, and got involved with this and it's just again I think that's a big part of what makes us special is helping organizations in this community address needs that probably aren't known to everybody right so how has COVID impacted the organization uh, well you know what it really didn't um, we we got to we we had started planning 2020 and, and uh, you know, COVID was rearing its ugly head, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Um, we planned two courses. One was this is this is going to go away, and we're going to have a full-blown thing at the fairgrounds. And that worked out. 
that worked out. You know, yeah. We nailed that one. Yeah, we nailed that one. <laughs> Plan B was we'll take orders online. We'll put people in time slots. We'll do mm-hmm. grab and go. We pivoted. We we did a really nice job. It wasn't perfect. Right. There are a lot of people like, oh, that was awesome. It was good. Um, we raised $15,000. There are a lot of groups and organizations that were going to hold events that pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. We... I did my research and looked at what are restaurants doing. You know, what are they doing to stay open and stay in business? So went to the Board of Health and said, here's our plan. They came back and said, we don't see any issues with this as long as you follow this. You know, we did the whole thing. Taking temperatures, gloves, masks, you know, contact tracing, all of that. Um, and we had a really, really successful day. We were, we were blown away by how well we did. Um, so I would say there was some impact, but it, it didn't stop us. So what's the plan for this year, guys? <laughs> big, big, yeah. big, bigger big. than big. Um, so this year we, we've added um, Fetch Barbecue is going to add to our sides. We have Bob Matheo who runs the Clam Shack at the fairgrounds. He's, he's part of it. But we felt like we needed to add to that because um, there's a lot of volume in a short amount of time. So we approached Dan and Josie Naples from Fetch Barbecue, and if you haven't been there, you should go there. Um, they're going to do our sides. Um, we also reached out to Bee's Homemade Ice Cream. And she's going to come on board, and they're going to do ice cream for us. And if I get it right, it is a smoked maple bacon ice cream that she's going to do. Somewhere, <laughs> I, may have, I may have messed it up, the name, but I know it's going to have bacon and maple. And Close so, enough. So you should come try that, if nothing else. Um, we're adding, a, we're in the process of um, scouting out and finding another form of entertainment. We're going to have three. Uh, we have Jim Sylvia and his sidekick, who's been with us forever. Despite Dwight, who added, we added last year, and they were awesome. They did a nice job. They were really looking forward to coming back. And now we're in the hunt for um, probably a duo or, or, or a band. We don't, we don't, you know, we're not really sure yet. We're going to work with John Shea from WATD to see what we can find mm-hmm. from, uh, with him. Um, and we're, we're organizing and coming up with better ways to get people in, make sure we have plenty of parking. Uh, we're working with the fairgrounds to expand that a little bit, and we're going to open up other gates. Um, we'll... Our goal is to get to 3,000. Um, we have a meeting next month in, in March. We sit down as a group and decide. Everyone throws their amount in. What are we going to raise? What are we going to net? Um, so we'll see. Last year, the, the uh, I think it was Steve Contos who said we'd raise 45,000. We raised 47, and we netted 30. So we'll see where that number goes this year. Yeah. So how, so when do you start planning for this event? Like, what's what's the, <laughs> the process? Day after, the day after. We, yeah. The yeah. day after the, the event closes, we're on it again. And that's really we, – we want it to be a year-round effort, and we want mm-hmm. – we're investing in a website that we hope will be a great touch point for people to learn more about us and to find out how they can support us and that kind of thing, but to be connected to us year-round, not just as a lead-up to the event. Uh, we'll probably plan something in the off-season to just kind of bring the awareness again uh, to what we're doing, but um, I think it's uh, – it never stops – it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're meeting tomorrow night. We're meeting constantly, yeah. constantly. It's a lot of organization. It's amazing, I have to say, as credit to him, up until recently, he was the one who was in, entirely the point person. Mm-hmm. There were those of us who helped, but not literally taking over elements of what he was doing. It was just all in his head, which is not a pretty thing, <laughs> I, I might add. But yeah. that aside. Yeah. Yes, we emptied my brain last yeah. year. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a lot in there. Yeah. So if people want to find out more about the Rip Cook-Off, where can they go? They can go to our website. Uh, we have a Twitter handle. We're on Instagram. Our website is mcrco.org. As Robert said, we're, um, we're meeting with a, a, 
web designer next week. We'll start redesigning it. Um, it. It is functional now, and it works. And if you want to donate, you can. If you want to awesome. enter, you can. Um, if you want to reach out to us, there's an opportunity to drop an email to us uh, via the website, and we're very quick to respond to people. Um, other than that, if you see Robert or I, walk up and ask yeah, us. We'll tell absolutely. you. Trust me, you won't get away from us. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell you about it. Yep. I'm just saying you guys probably need volunteers and stuff like that. Yes. 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 So what, yeah. what are the areas you need you need support with? Um, that'll vary. I mean, it, it depends. We, we have some people who showed up last year, but the areas like uh, directing and parking, taking tickets, mm -hmm. emptying trash, um, just co communicating with the teams, um, coordinating. Well, we have some people coordinating some volunteers, but helping out in all those aspects, um, helping out the band, making sure we have ice. You know, there's, there's a long list. And um, as I said, last year we had, we had a really good group of people that helped, so obviously we'll have to grow that this year. And being additional eyes and ears, I mean, it, we take a great deal of uh, pride in the fact that it's a family event, that it's a very safe environment, and so we want people to have plenty of people that can be aware of people's needs and just, just watch it. So nonprofit worlds, we, as we know, it can be really rewarding but challenging. What's been some of the biggest challenges you guys have faced in doing this event? I don't, I, I, you know, I, and we hear this a lot when we go to WATD and when we go to different places, uh, either representing the event or trying to solicit for whatever our reasons might be. And the community of Marshfield is really a, an incredibly supportive one, and mm -hmm. we hear that not just from the people that we're interacting with, but people who do other events in the, in the town. And so I think we're blessed to be where we are, and we have a, a, an awful lot of, um, I don't think we have a whole lot of mountains when it comes to running this event. I mean, the challenges are obviously, uh, again, attracting people, mm -hmm. attracting, and not so much to the gate. I think that, that um, we had probably more people than we knew what to do with last time. All went well, but it was, you know, we were at the upper limits. I think now we have a better expectation of wh what we need to do. But um, I think, again, I keep going to the, every, what really drives this, what's the grease is money. And so I, I would say that continues to be the biggest challenge is just and, – and I think the thing that I most want to do is, is make sure that people understand that when they participate with us, that they support us, what impact that has on individual lives. I think that connection is super important. And so that's kind of a challenge to make sure that you're getting that point across. Yeah, I would say uh, people understanding that we are a 501c3, that mm -hmm. we've gone through the, the um, process of doing that so that um, it is a not-for-profit, but, it, you know, it's it's that awareness, people understanding who you are, what you're doing. I mean, I think an opportunity like this is really, really good mm -hmm. because it can educate people. Um, that's one of the other things we'll do with the website. We'll hopefully get through that challenge of people understanding where, where's the money go. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that really is uh, is a, an important thing. Um, I think when people show up to an event and it doesn't matter what they're spending, if they don't know what's behind it, yeah. they, they may not come again or they may pull back. Uh, we want to make sure that when people show up, they have a full understanding or as full understanding as we can give them um, of what mm -hmm. we're doing and where the money goes and why, that, why it's so important mm -hmm. that we raise that money. And how it impacts people's yeah. lives. I mean, we yeah. have in McKinney Vento, Robin Lambert does an unbelievable yeah. job at, at sharing with us um, just where the money goes specifically, how it helped a particular child. And it's pretty impactful. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very impactful, not pretty impactful. Yeah. And Jim Hewitt does the same with the food pantry. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, if you give me 50 pounds of coffee, that's great. But if you give me $50, here's what I can do with it. Yeah. And it's amazing, and I don't think that people understand that. If you give him $50, he can multiply that in pounds of food very quickly. 
if you give him 50 pounds of coffee, he's got 50 pounds of coffee. So that that's the I think that's the other impact. And when we talked to Jim about that, and he's been really good about helping us out explaining that, like, okay, how many families does that feed? Well, that fed you know 100 families for a month, or 100 you know 400 families for a week, or whatever it is. I think when people see that, they go, wow. So you raised that amount of money, you gave that to him, and he did that with it? Here's the impact? I think that's what's important. Yeah, it's interesting to say because I've had a few organizations on that do food-type services, and the buying power they have is, is really unbelievable. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I never really realized that. I've, you know, like it, we did a food drive for him, and he's like, that, I appreciate that. That's great. But, we raised $50. And you know what? That fifty dollars, I can get more than what you guys. Give me just your cash, did. I can yeah. do more with yeah. it. And you just look at it and go, wow, because you never, you would never think that. Mm-hmm. But again, and then he, like he'll tell you, he can go buy the things he needs, mm-hmm. you know, and you, they can put broadcasts out. Hey, we need this, and people pay some attention to that. Yeah. But if you give them the cash, you can do so much more with right. it, and that's right. important. Right. So on the flip side, what's been the most rewarding or successful aspect of, of doing this? I think, well, for one, for one element, I think that. In 20, we, we ran the event. I think um, I'm known for saying people were hiding under their beds, and we figured out a way to still <laughs> have the event and uh, went off without a hitch uh, health-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. we, as Stephen pointed out, we adhered to, at, at the very least, adhered to the protocols. I mean, we did more. Uh, I, I have to say that was, a, I think, a pretty uh, remarkable thing. And I think the, the, the other thing that stands out to me is this past year, this was the first full year at the fairgrounds, and it was also the first year that we kind of emptied Stephen's head into the hands of the rest of us. And so there was a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. and yet it, it was really successful. And again, there were things that we would do differently, we will do differently, but by the same token, it was remarkably successful. Yeah, I, I would echo, um, I think pulling it off through COVID was huge. Yeah. Um, I, I think when one of the other things that really um, – hits me is when, when you talk to Jim Hewitt, you talk to Robin Lambert, or we talk to you know, Mary Price at, at FACS, or we're on a mission trip and we see the impact we have, although it's, it's outside of this community, it's still an impact on people that, that are a little down on their luck. Um, I think last year really hit home for me in a lot of different ways. It was 9-11. It was the 20th anniversary. We took time to stop during the morning and observe those moments. Um, during one of them, there was a young man there who in the past has done um, – Taps across America. He mm-hmm. went up on the steps of the, and I'm I'm going to be careful because I'm going to get I'm going to yeah. be very teary eyed about this. Yeah. We both went, will. He went yeah. up on the very steps and blew wow. taps. Yeah. And um, there were people that were members of those teams who came up and said, "By the way, I had a, a cousin or I had a friend who was in one of those towers or was in New York. My wife is a flight attendant, um, Delta Airlines. She was in New York that day, supposed to fly Nari to Japan. When that all happened." You know, I, I knew in my gut she was fine, but it was still, that's close to home. Um, and, you know, she's in the airline industry. They, it's a very tight-knit group of, you know, flight attendants and pilots, so they know each other. So that, you know, that really hit home. So I, I was really proud of the fact that we took the time to honor that. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. It wasn't, that was one of the things that some of the team said, you know, you made, you, you did what you did, but you didn't take away from what the day was. And then the team that won had three veterans which was, you know, and two of them had served in Afghanistan and some of the, one of the most dangerous provinces in Afghanistan, and they were the winning team. They were from Wakefield, mm-hmm. never done anything like this before in their lives, show up, they're harassing me all day long, and I, and I, don't, I love that, you know, we yeah. go back and forth. But for them to show up and do that, and then they get up on stage and they, they won it, they were just, they were floored. And to me that was like, okay, 
what can make you any, you know, you hold an event like that, it's all kind of, it all kind of falls mm -hmm. together. But yeah, it was, um, I, I would say that, that really warmed my heart as well. That's awesome. Is there, what's the date for this year? September 10th. 10th. September 10th, okay. And, and 12 to 5. All right. Okay, 12 to 5. <laughs> if not longer. <laughs> yeah, and finally, what's something about the rib cook-off that may surprise people that don't know much about it? There's always that element of a nonprofit or, or an event that people don't realize. I would think, I, I think, um, to me, there's, there's a couple of things. One is the, the fact that the teams show up. Um, it's a long day for them. It's a long day for, it's a long couple of days for us, but it's a long day for them. But they show up and they are so into it. They are, they believe as much as we do in what we're doing. Um, they don't, as I said, they don't compete for money. They compete for pride. They compete for the opportunity to be involved in something that gives back. Um, when we did it through COVID, there were eight teams, small, probably one of the smaller fields we've had in a while, but they all said the same thing. You know what? You gave us back. You gave us back a little chunk of our lives that was normal because they were used to doing this. A lot of them do it all summer. They do it in different places. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that's something that people don't realize is that although it's it, this is an event, there's a lot of different ways that we give back um, and, and allow people to, get, to help give back. Um, so I think that's something that people don't would never really know or see. Um, I think the, uh, the other thing we've talked about is where the money goes and what, what we do with it. Um, but I think they'd be surprised at the uh, at the group of people and how diverse we are that run this thing and how much we think very differently, but at the same time have a lot of respect for one another. So I think that's another thing that people would never know. Um, if you put, you know, put the 10 of us in the group of 20 people, I don't know that they'd pick out the 10 of us to figure that we'd all get together. And yeah, I'm very pretty, proud of that, by the way. Yeah, pretty diverse group. Yeah, and I think I, th I think just the the passion and the experience that the pit crews have yeah. for cooking, I think it's not just a bunch of guys hanging around drinking beer and cooking ribs. Mm -hmm. They really know what they're doing, and they're really passionate about it. So I don't know that people would know that about us. And as Stephen says, I think, again, it's so important to draw the connection between supporting us through your attendance or donations um, and the good that we're doing. And I, I think, I, I mean, just work in the yeah. crowd, a lot of times people didn't have a clue. You know, it was just, you know, there was music, there was beer, yeah. there was ribs. Not that there was a, a culture behind it and a, and a real sense of purpose. Hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today, and well, I wish you the best of luck for, for this year's event. Thanks, okay. Yeah, Thank you so much for having us. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Thank you.